Before we start today's episode, we wanted to give a shout out to our patrons over on Patreon. They are the ones supporting the show, our sponsors, if you will. We have Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Hanson Screen Printing, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Eric Sari, Aperba, Aperba, sorry, mm-hmm. Aperba, and Zach Duran. Thank you guys so much for uh, keeping the lights on and paying for the servers here at the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Now, Eric, cue up that music. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are, of course, your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, I tell you what, today uh, the temperature is definitely dropping. I'm a little bit chilly. It's a little bit... uh, It's a little chilly in the studio today. It's wicked. So... Uh, it's feeling a little bit like Christmas, and uh, as you've probably been hearing, those are some nice little bells there, huh? Um, we have a great piece of Wisconsin history again, uh, this time coming from our hometown, uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Uh, this is the Christmas card town. Uh, it has been dubbed that by the uh, state of Wisconsin, and uh, I'll tell you what, growing up there and living there, we can definitely attest to that. The town square turns into this uh, beautiful little winter Christmas wonderland, so... Yep. Um, we, of course, have another uh, beer review and stuff on this episode. Music from Dudes and Their Guys, uh, which is awesome. I heard them on 88.9 not that long ago and, and said, I got to reach out to them. That's that's freaking cool. Uh, we have another edition of How Many Locals? Yeah! Wow! And, uh, of course, we have uh, another great interview at the end of this episode. So definitely stay tuned for the uh, <laughs> That was a wild for that. that was awesome. That was huge. <laughs> Sometimes you got to go big, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is episode 81, man. This yeah. is crazy. Uh, so, uh, hey, also, you know, please remember to uh, like, rate, uh, review, subscribe. Uh, of course, share with a friend, family, word of mouth. It's amazing, and it does wonders. Uh, the, the liking and the, and the reviews and all that stuff is all for the algorithm. What essentially it does is it puts our podcast as a suggested, you know, uh, a podcast or show for somebody to listen to. Uh, who already isn't listening. And the more that we have uh, in terms of reviews, likes, uh, and and people who are, uh, um, you know, getting all of the notifications about new episodes, all that stuff really helps us out. Um, We don't want to be a burden to you and have your phone uh, blow up with notifications. But, uh, hey, if you really enjoy it, if you could do us that one favor, we'd be forever in your debt. Uh, hey, if you want to learn more uh, about uh, different things that we have and offer, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. You got all the Patreon stuff that's uh, right there. Our T Public site where you can sport our logo, and uh, uh, which was actually designed by uh, our good friend Steph. Uh, she is absolutely amazing. You can actually reach out to her as well for your own logo needs. Yeah, we always post on our uh, social media yeah. as well. Usually a link with her website as well because she does yeah. just incredible stuff. So yeah, so. 
hey, we'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, Christmas card town, Russ. Give us a little bit of history here. How did this happen? So, yeah, I don't know about you, Eric, but honestly, as a, since a kid, I've always loved Christmas. It's kind of, you know, not so much the presence, but just the feeling. It's And it's kind of like that happiness before the shit hits the fan in January, February, March, when it's just freaking dark and shitty. I know. It, seasonal depression kicks in, and it's just a couple like, episodes ago, we had that Brett Newski track, which kind of, you know... It, it, it talked about that a little bit more, but like you're right. I mean, it it's just, just like the it's like the it's like the upswing before the huge right downhill, before, yep. and then you get that long break before the next vacation. Yeah, because and between time Turkey off Day and and, and uh, Christmas, those are great things, all great things. You know, celebrating with family, eating wonderful food, man. I stuff my my mouthful. Oh yeah, and uh, have plenty of beer, and then all of a sudden. You know, December 27th or 28th, and all of a sudden it's like, cool. And even you got New Year's, but then after that, it's It's just bad. Yeah, exactly. So one thing we do every single year is we send Christmas cards to our friends and family. Well, did you know that the Christmas card town is located right here in Wisconsin, right from our hometown of Elkhorn? Woo! Wow! Many of you have probably heard our tales from this small Wisconsin backwater located in the southeastern part of our state, and from previous episodes, a little bit about its early history. So let's talk about how we were dubbed the Christmas card town. So to find out how we became the Christmas card town, we have to go back to 1952 when a show called The March of Time, which I will actually post this. I have a copy of it. It's kind of crappy quality, but I'm going to put it on social media so you can actually see Mm -hmm. The March of Time. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember that video. Yeah, and so it's featured this picturesque small town during the holiday season and put the town in the national spotlight in front of many viewers. And as a result, this captured the attention of artist Cecil Johnson, who was commissioned by the Ford Motor Company in 1958 to create six watercolors of small towns to which they would be featured in their monthly publication. The Four Times publication, in which is mentioned like like them so much from Elkhorn, Wisconsin, five out of the six watercolors would be distributed nationwide as Christmas cards. Wow. Which put Elkhorn in the small, small town, an idyllic image everywhere in the United States, showcasing all the old architecture, including what is now Moyes, which has actually been used in, in the uh, as an old Victorian hotel where many famous speeches were held and delivered, the old historic downtown, and, and many of the Victoria area homes in, in Elkhorn, and the Octagon House. Of course, yeah, right. Um, amazing, amazing little downtown area. If you haven't been, you should go. Um, it, it, and especially right around that Christmas time, like Russ and I said, that whole town square gets crazy. Um, it's lighted up. It's There's beautiful. Displays, it really all kinds is. of stuff. They have that awesome Christmas parade. So, oh yeah, the Christmas parade every it's single huge. year is amazing. So the tradition, so tradition does not end with Cecil Johnson. As many other artists have taken the reins and painted watercolor Christmas cards to capture the holiday feelings, the Elkhorn Chamber of Commerce commissioned first a local artist by the name of Jan Castle Reed, who created 15 oil paintings in a to- in total. The last one appearing in 2011 Christmas card, the Christmas cards of the town. And in 2012, she was succeeded by T. James Carson, who is the current creator of Elkhorn's picturesque Christmas feelings wow. and looks. Yeah. And if you wish to purchase some of the more modern cards, they can actually be bought in many of the small towns' local establishments, including the Elkhorn Chamber of Commerce, Frank's Piggly Wiggly, which is the Elkhorn Mega Center besides the new Quick Trip there in town. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's Stillwater Coffee, the pharmacy station where I actually used to pick up Beanie Babies in the mid-90s. You remember the, that? that my, my mom would take us over there every single week to and we would try babies. to get the new ones. Yeah. You need the fucking Tabasco, the bowl. And, and, you need and to grab actually, the bowl by the horns, baby. Um, what did you call it in here? Which one? That one that we were just talking about. 
Stillwater st- Coffee? No, the pharmacy station. Oh, yeah. The Didn't pharmacy they change station their names did. or no? I actually don't know. I think it's, it used it's under to be, a different ownership. I Eric used to call it the RX station because they had the pharmacy logo. Yeah. It, but it was the pharmacy station. It was called. I'm actually not sure who owns that building. I, I know it sold because he also had a, a, the pharmacy in uh, Burlington as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just amazing uh, uh, art. And then and, and like Russ is saying, it kind of encourages you to go to all these different local establishments and, and the pharmacy station as well has some of the best uh, um, trinkets uh, that, that have, you know, Elkhorn stuff on them. So if you're looking for good souvenirs to bring home from uh, Elkhorn, go to the pharmacy station. They have a amazing counter in the back with a bunch of really cool Elkhorn stuff. Yes. And actually, you know, from researching a lot about our small town, like I, I found a lot of negative things, to be honest. So I only focus on the positive things, honestly, like the, uh, the you know, obviously the Christmas card town and then um, the, the house that we talked about. And I can't think of the name of it for some yeah. reason, which the Webster House. Sorry. Oh, the, yep. We've done. We've done and those are kind of more positive things. But Walworth County has some like dark history, dark past, too. And yeah, I don't really want to focus on any of the nasty probably stuff. won't go into that. <laughs> so but yeah, it you know. Including the Elkhorn Matheson Memorial Library, which is the main library in town. Yeah. You can actually see the entire backlog of the archived Christmas cards. Yeah. And uh, you can actually go in the f- in in during the Christmas season, and uh, usually after Thanksgiving, they actually do display these in uh, Elkhorn City Hall, where you can actually oh, see the nice. original Cecil Johnson cards. Yeah. And uh, they also have, obviously, we talked about the downtown square dis- display every year, the lights, and they have, like, these little, like, you know, obviously, like the religious things, they have like trains and just a lot of like weird little mock-up sites that you can look at, and they're they're pretty neat. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I mean, Alcorn's really small. I'm going to be honest. You like drive through it in a blink, but it's still a pretty cool little town. It's, I mean, it's growing. I was just actually talking to my dad the other day, and it sounds like they're getting a Domino's what? in Elkhorn oh, wow. now. Yeah, so it, it's definitely been booming. The they last... got a quick trip, so that's pretty huge. Quick Trip, honest. two Burger Kings, now a Domino's. I mean, Holy geez. smokes, it's lifting. <laughs> it's really up there now. They get a Walgreens too now. That's yeah. a true establishment. Wait till the Walmart comes. It's on its way. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like, you know, if you want to learn more about the uh, Christmas spirit that we offered, uh, Discover Wisconsin actually put out a really cool episode on Discover Wisconsin where they interviewed some of like the archivists and uh, from the Elkhorn Chamber of Commerce and nice. the library and stuff. And they actually do show some of these original paintings. And we're going to have some of them on our social media that I used for the episode notes and uh but yeah what are your christmas memories in elkhorn man like do you have any really ones that stick out to you yeah i mean honestly just every year going up to the uh the, the town square sticking uh somewhere near like uh um with the sports page uh nickel plate yep, yeah yeah uh someplace kelly someplace else uh um and watching the christmas parade i mean we would go up there with my grandma my grandpa it'd be my mom and my dad and my sister uh, my cousin Joey and and we would uh, we would just I mean get they throw the candy but oh, you yeah. know most of all I mean they just have really cool stuff to see you in that see parade. Santa Claus before yeah. Christmas time so that was pretty cool as yeah. a kid but yeah I mean like me growing up in Elkhorn it was like you know there were some winters where we didn't get snow so that was kind of a bummer but yeah. I always looked forward to like you know waking up super early like I'd get up early wake my parents up and be like we got we got to do this like yeah. I need to see my Ninja Turtle toys I got this year yeah you know but yeah I mean like it was just cool and like the town like 
it's pretty it's pretty chill town like it's a small town like everybody kind of knows everybody i don't know if it's that way anymore but it used to be when i was growing up there right. everyone knows everyone in like the families that have been there for a million years and i can name them i mean if you go through that town you're gonna see roads named after those families have been there for millions of years yeah. right i mean like before the dawn of civilization the yeah the Brays and the wilsons lived they <laughs> with the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah. in elkhorn yeah 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 no and uh you know that like we said i mean it's it's a cool town to visit during that time and while you're there, of course, Moe's uh, uh, Chinese uh, is, is so oh, good. Oh, my God. And, um, yeah, like Russ had kind of mentioned a little bit, too, the, the building that Moe's is in uh, used to be a hotel uh, and, and would have many, many individuals stay. And I believe one of them was Kennedy. Yeah, he gave a speech, I believe, from the yeah. balcony, actually, which so I believe Lincoln might have stayed there, too, and was on a no travel, if, if I remember right. I just know for sure it was Kennedy and... Uh, and uh, it, it it just that always kind of stuck out in my mind that like okay cool in his in his like Boston accent hey there Elkhorn yeah. how you guys doing there hey. ask not what Moise can do for you but what you could do for Moise get the Chinese food while you're here <laughs> yeah. there. Hey. the egg rolls are great <laughs> hey there get a couple two or three egg rolls there hey guy hey. I absolutely love it and, and <laughs> you know as much as as much as I uh, as much as I say like um. I, I don't like Elkhorn and, and you know, I, I don't want to live there and all that stuff. I think we had an amazing childhood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was safe and chill. I yeah. Mean, it, and like, you know, I, I have to say, I do bring the kids there for the Christmas season. Usually we go to yeah. the Christmas parade, the lighting of the Christmas tree, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, you, you I certainly wouldn't, re, you know, replace it for anything because it was, it was such a, uh, a, a, prist, a, a pristine kind of picturesque version of what, uh, you know, childhood is. And, uh, I mean, it was safe enough to where, I mean, every single day I'd get home from school and my parents probably wouldn't even see me. I'd drop my backpack <laughs> grab off, bike and grab my out. bike and head out. I was away, you know, until dinner time, you know? I mean, and this won't be the end you hear of our small town because there's a lot of really cool history, whether it's the Holton or the Getson instruments. Well, and, and, and Elkhorn like is the county seat for, El yeah, for yeah, uh, Walworth County. So you're and, definitely going to hear more from us because, you know, I've I been doing a lot of digging for these coming up episodes you're going to hear and. uh but yeah, that's going to conclude our main segment on the Christmas card town um, of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. And uh, on to the music segment. All right. Uh, music segment today. We have a sweet-ass band uh, from the Milwaukee area. And uh, they are called Dudes and Their Guys. And uh, like I said at the top of the episode, I had sort of heard uh, a song from them on 88.9. Uh, it was a new project back uh, just like a month, yeah, probably about a month ago, uh, their their album called Valentine's Day, and uh, I, I, I was instantly hooked. I think the style of music is something that I hadn't necessarily heard in, in a while, and it's it's similar to something I've heard, but it's not even, it, you could just tell that it's maybe like yeah, a, it's, an influence. It's, yeah, it's kind know. of original, honestly. Like the acoustic guitar with kind of the talking kind yeah. of remind me a little bit of Say Anything, a well, little bit. And their other, this is more of their toned down song. This is like that more stripped down uh, and I was talking to them about it, and I was just like, I really love it because it it feels like we get a sense of of who you are uh, without that kind of electronic feel. Yeah, yeah. Because some of their other music definitely has like the synths and and more of a beat, and and uh, um, this one, like I said, is just more of that stripped down. But you get that vibe of that like hip hop, that pop, and uh, the the cadence at which they speak is definitely more a rap than it is, you know, like singing. But then all of a sudden they come in with that chorus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the song is called Masochist, by the way. And uh, when they come in with that chorus, 
um, and they're kind of like scream singing, uh, but at like a low volume. It's it's so it's crazy to even think. Uh, but the uh, it, the guitar just, chords are just recorded yes. really clean. Like it just it's a cool song. Good. It's a really good. You could tell that it was uh, um, probably a, a, a labor of love to try to record and and get something so clean and so neat and uh, and and it feels like it, uh, it it just is such a nice a good song. It just really is. I I, I mean uh, we talk about radio top forty stuff all the time, and uh, I feel like this 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 could easily fit in. Yeah, you, you kind of remind you of something else, too, a little bit, right? Like, you were getting another feel from it. I can't remember what you were saying. We were kind yeah. of discussing it a little bit, but... some A little bit of, like, Asher Roth or, like, even, like, Lil little Dicky. Yeah, a little then, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of that, that feel. Yeah. But, no, so the album, too, uh, is Valentine's Day. This one is off of. And, like, the whole album is pretty good. Eric was it the is. one who shared it with me because he's the one who discovered them. But yeah. you, you got to check these guys out. But, again, this is Dudes and Their Guys, Masochist. Treat me like trash, leave me on red. Don't say goodnight before I go to bed. Tell me I suck, tell me I'm stupid and finish it off with I hate you, you're useless, be ruthless, be mean. Shoot down my dreams, slam the car door in my face and then leave. Scream when we fight, let's cause a scene. Totally mutilate my self-esteem because I kinda love it, I kinda need it, I don't know why and it's hard to believe and I'm seeing your text with the swears and the screaming. It's tearing me up but I wanna repeat it, let's see it. I'm an addict, you're a needle, fill my veins with doses lethal, try to leave, but I'm too feeble, crying, lying in the fetal, I should probably look for love that doesn't screw my psyche up. But that's no fun, I like it rough So shout and scream and yell because I'm a masochist, but not the sexual kind More like a castle, all I plays and leave me broken inside Yeah, I'm a masochist, I kinda like how it feels So take my heart and beat it up until it's broken Won't heal now Got real loud, screaming at each other, angry at your dad's house, name calling till it's 2 a.m. You shout, calling me a loser. Now we lash out, you pout. I doubt that you're done yet. Oh, I was right. Here you come with the comments. Don't hold back, bring it on with the content. Give it to me hard, even if it's full of nonsense. Oh, yeah, that's the spot. Now we're cooking. Get the pot. Rapid fire, shoot your shots. Automatic, fully cocked. Insult shopping, fully stocked. Keep it coming. Please don't stop. It's killing me, man. Questioning everything, but I can't help that I love what we've got. I'm an addict, you're the needle, fill my veins with doses lethal. Try to leave, but I'm too feeble, crying, lying in the fetal. I should probably look for love that doesn't screw my psyche up but that's no fun i like it rough so shout and scream and yell because i'm a masochist but not the sexual kind more like a castle all i place and leave me broken inside yeah i'm a masochist 
uh, dudes and their guys, uh, masochist uh, off of Valentine's Day. Uh, just an absolutely amazing style of music. Like I said, that one, it, it starts out with that sort of uh, stripped down feel, and then it, it comes in with that beat, and then you know you you get a real good feel of this. And like I said, it's just this is that that pop you know top forty. Definitely an yeah, awesome song. It could definitely fit in with that music for oh, sure. Oh yeah. But now let's go to a uh, beer review, of course. Yeah, we got and another staple today, actually, yeah. which we haven't done. So we're pretty excited to do it. And uh, I've drank many of these bad boys. We're talking about the Mud Puppy Porter from Central Waters. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean Central Waters. They just opened up their uh, their uh, tap room in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, they kind of took over for the uh, the Pabst Pilot House. Uh, uh, absolutely amazing, uh, amazing place. Um, I had a chance to visit there uh, recently, and uh, um, and actually have a Mud Puppy Porter right in there. Um, awesome, great beer, really robust. Uh, again, like we've been talking about the last few episodes, uh, something a little bit thicker. Uh, more full-bodied yeah. and hearty, you know. So, yeah, let's talk about the beer a little bit. First, I guess let's talk about the can art. So Central Waters kind of has this really cool artwork. It reminds me of, like, when they, the government commissioned the, the Nash, national parks to make artwork, right? And they you can see all those old national park um, advertisements from, like, you know, the 40, 30s, 40s, 50s sure. era. And they kind of remind me of Central Waters. Obviously, they got this one is like a dark brown, light brown sky. You got the heron, obviously, the heron right in the foreground, which is like a dark blue color. Um, but this one, like I've had many of these um, from Madison to Milwaukee to a lot of places have this one, you know, and it's one of my oh, it's yeah, a really yeah. good beer. Um, this one's coming in at a 5.6% ABV, 50 IBU, so not super high on the IBU scale. No, but much higher than some other right, porters. Right, for a porter, yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's a year-round offering, so you can get this one any time of the year. It's a good beer, especially this time of year. These are kind of my jams. The porters, you're going into the stout porter range. You know, it's getting yep. colder. You need the ham. Thick and rocky. and uh, Ham in a can. Um, very, very good chocolate-like kind of note. Uh, very good. Yeah, which is funny that you mentioned that because actually one of the malts in there is a chocolate-style malt, which is just the amount of time they're roasting the hop to get that chocolatey, dark chocolate flavor coming out. It's thick day. And they're also using a caramel hop, which you're getting that like caramel, like a little bit of that caramel malt flavor coming out right of it it's like probably the base hop you know yeah. like a two-row caramel hop or whatever yeah um some of the hop varieties like you, you tasting right away which is the northern brewer which you're going to use in a lot of porters but they also used probably the cascade hop which is maybe giving me a little bit higher of the ibus because the cascades, that's what i was going to say cascades are normally used in uh, like IPAs, ipas or pale ales yes and uh you know the good thing about this one again it's going to pair really well with um your thanksgiving christmas dinners Pizza. right Pizza, a anything, cigarette, anything pairs the pizza, a smoke, a couple cigarettes. Yeah, the mud puppy porter. It goes really well with uh, your car getting stuck in the snow. Uh, it pairs really well with wrapping presents uh, at midnight, trying to get a. You know, it's just it's it's amazing. I actually really love this beer, and I am not a porter guy. I'm not uh, into some you know super thick sludge kind of shit and and this one i can i can definitely do this this one's definitely one of like in the porters category this one's definitely one of my favorites obviously i really like the gray's bully porter too is a really great sure. one if you're like the small janesville brewery gray's but yeah this one's another one that kind of pairs with your like barbecued you know your barbecue <laughs> food your bbq throw it yeah, on sorry there. sorry i sort of hijacked the uh the pairs well with no things. no and uh <laughs> you know some of your like maybe um um 
you know, just some of your other type of cheese. Like, Swiss? you know, yeah, more bitter Gouda. cheese. I think Swiss, a more bitter cheese, is probably going to go better with this one. Yeah. Like I said, like grilled meats, barbecues, um, obviously chocolate. I mean, what doesn't, you know, chocolate, dark chocolate type flavored beers? That's, I was just going to say, a I mean, caramely, it's a no brainer, right? A caramelly, chocolatey beer uh, is definitely going to go well with a s'more. But it's going to go better with, like, your hearty foods, too. Like, for, um, you know, Thanksgiving, like, your potatoes, your gravy. Your a stew. Green bean, green bean casseroles, hams, turkey. This one's going to go really good with that. So if you go into Thanksgiving, bring this one with you. Or if you're going to, like, Christmas dinner, this bring this one with you. It go- yeah. pairs really well with everything on the table. So. It really does, yeah. But, yeah, go and grab this one again. It's the Mud Puppy Porter from you Central can, Waters. You can find it just about anywhere. Yeah. Grab a seat, gather Join us for a chat. How many locos you at? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's how many locos you at. Yeah, yeah that sound brings us to a segment of the show that uh, has, uh, I mean, it's... It's infamous. It's always it's always grown and just gotten more there's, and more wild. There's I mean, never an, an, a dull day. There's plenty the, of articles out there. The meth night Shyamalan one the that M. we had night a couple Shyamalan weeks ago. Meth, meth ding dong. I still can't stop thinking about that. That yeah. really took a turn, man. Yeah, um, no, that was a there was a twist. I did not expect the meth to come and, out. And this one, dude, is out of a uh, like a Nicolas Cage action movie right here. Yeah, like wild, dude. Speed um, two. Yeah, speed. <laughs> <laughs> Meth too, speed. <laughs> uh, so a uh, a Wrightstown police officer arrested a Kakana man after he was speeding in a UTV, a U- uh, utility terrain vehicle, like Oof. a fucking Gator in uh, Polaris uh, Razor or whatever. Predator Gators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you Polaris... Uh, Dump. <laughs> <laughs> Polaris dump. Here's dump. I had a lot of things I wanted to say there, and then I realized all of them could get us canceled. A Polaris so. dump a turd cutter. Uh, <laughs> the old Polaris turd cut. Um, <laughs> turd cutter. So according to the authorities, uh, on August 24th, around 7.45 p.m., a Wrightstown police officer saw a UTV speeding on County Highway U, north of uh, South 96, I'm not familiar with any of those roads. I don't know the area very well. Um, so no. This... So the Wrightstown Police Department also stated that the UTVs uh, are not allowed, actually, to travel in the village of Wrightstown. So right off the bat, he's, he's already in trouble. He's sticking out okay. like a sore fucking thumb. You're not even supposed to be here, buddy. Uh, the officer tried to stop the UTV multiple uh, for multiple violations, uh, but guess what? This motherfucker sped off. And he actually lost the officer. <laughs> That's insane. So that is some wild shit. Uh, he got away. Uh, later, I guess the officer found the UTV parked next to a garage. Oh man! So he didn't do. A, he didn't like put a blanket or a tarp over. Why it didn't he put it in the garage? Right, or like hide it somewhere behind the you garage. You put the car outside and put the UTV. Right. Inside. If you're in that much trouble, you're hot pursuit. You got to hide that sucker. Yeah, you got to do a better job, my buddy. Um. So. After locating the driver and doing an initial investigation, the officer actually arrested the 53-year-old Kakana man for operating a motor vehicle well intoxicated. Number five. The Cinco. Yeah. Holy smokes. All right. Unfortunately, there isn't uh, any more information that was released. Uh, so this is the, the the bulk of what we have. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of recap. Uh, 53-year-old guy 
uh, driving in a in the town of Wrightsville where it's uh, you can't even be or Wrightstown is it Wrightstown? You know, I I don't yeah, I don't want to be I don't want to really want to be like a greaseball or anything. But this guy probably could have got away because he wasn't technically keys in the thing and the engine was not running. He probably could have got away with this and just got yeah. a, a just got a speeding ticket or a driving away from officers or resisting resisting arrest. Yeah, he it all depends. Got, yeah, yeah. The I think and and I don't know that this is true of of all. Uh, police dash cams, but um, they're con- they're they're kind of always on. They don't actually activate or start recording until after they flip on their lights. But then it back uh, tracks two full minutes, so then it will log two full minutes before the lights were flipped, and then you know. So they technically do have you know probably dash cam footage of this guy okay. driving and fleeing police. Um, <laughs> He's like, but he's like a Wisconsin John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, fucking <laughs> under siege, under siege. Yeah. UTV. This guy, you're right though. He very easily could have uh, gotten away, uh, except he, you know, forgot the most crucial part, which is uh, hide the fucking car, man. Like, yeah, like go behind the garage, cover it up with some brush or something. You know, you, you know that police officer's not just gonna stop looking for that UTV. So. If you just park it on the outside of a garage, I mean, they have those, you know, big ass flashlights on the outside of their vehicles. Like they're going to shine everything and anything and they're going to find you, dude. You're the only one in this fucking town with a gator. You know what I and mean? That's also true. <laughs> yeah. Who know? I mean, Wrightstown doesn't sound very big. I mean, this dude probably easily is the only one who's got this Polaris uh, turd cut. And <laughs> the turd cutter, <laughs> Polaris turd cutter, Jesus. <laughs> and you know, then like, again, you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have a lot of information here, but, uh, you know, he drove home safe and he actually helps by the cops. So I don't think he's a super high local here. No, I don't think so either. Um, I think he's, he's a guy that drove his a UTV to a bar. Yeah. He's re- so he has experience too. So that's going to lower it too, right. you know? So, and I mean, like he outran the officers. So he's like, He's going straight Van Damme on these cops. Like, he's going Steven Seagal, escaping <laughs> law, you know, taking this down the whole thing. Keanu v- Reeves, man. He couldn't have that UTV under 75 miles an hour. Otherwise, it would blow up. Chuck Norris, fucking Sylvester Stallone, taking down the whole Viet Cong by themselves. Like, that's what this guy did. He took down the whole po- police force. My name is Chuck Soros. <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this guy, uh, like you said, I don't think it's going to be a I huge I don't know. I, I mean, I already kind of got a number. I, yeah. I know where I'm going with this one. So you want to go too. on three? Yep. One, two, three. Six. Four loco. Okay. Yeah, so. We'll go five. You know, to match his number of DUIs, we're going for oh. the, the fifth loco here. Well, the fifth at us. DUI, fifth loco. Look so at us. Five fives, baby. Yeah. Sound that gavel, Eric. <laughs> All right, today we're here with Matt from Sahala Ale Works. How you doing, Matt? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad. So can you give us a little bit of history about how you guys got your start and how you got your start in brewing? Uh, sure. I uh, started out like many in the industry, uh, home brewing in college. Once I uh, came time to choose a career, I was kind of pursuing a metal, medical degree and decided I didn't want that <laughs> many years of intensive schooling. Yeah. Uh, so, Ten uh, years or friends. beer, right? That's, <laughs> that's the question. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, I had some friends who said they liked my homebrew and I should consider going pro. So it's dumb. Here I am about 14 years later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got an internship as I was finishing up uh, my undergrad at Lakefront. Uh, so that's where I started my career. 
um, here in Milwaukee or in Milwaukee. Awesome. Yeah. Um, We had Russ on the show. He's like one of the coolest guys, honestly. So yeah, great. I own so much uh, for getting my career started. Um, So yeah, he's done that for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm definitely not alone. Yeah. And so we're going to ask you too. the name Sahala. Where does that come from? Uh, it's the name of a mountain I climbed out in Washington State. Oh, cool! Uh, long, quite a while ago, back in my younger days when I had time and money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Stuff like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it means falcon or a high place. Uh, so uh, if you ever see our logo, it either incorporates feathers or our primary logo has got the falcon on it. Uh, of like a high place, seeking always seeking to improve and make something better. So. Awesome. Um, that's kind of what we try and embody at Sahala. That's great, yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to Sahala, is there any beers you recommend us try, or do you guys have, like, a flagship or anything you recommend to our listeners? I can't wait to get out there. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, we're a taproom brewery, so we have four year-round beers, which are kind of beer-flavored beers, uh, so we always have that safely covered. Um, our best-seller, Skybreaker IPA, which is, a, you know, our, our take on a hazy IPA. Um and then also our amber ale, um, just like a nice, it's complex, but straightforward amber ale. Um, that's like my go-to if I'm not drinking something off of our year-round selection. So highly recommend those. But other than that, we, we usually put on one to two new beers a week. Um, and more so, in, or that switches faster in the summer. But we always have something new and exciting on. And we do everything from the more modern styles, you know, the, the fruit shakes or the slushy sours whatever you want to call them and yeah. uh to like yeah just straight up traditional like we have a scotch ale on right now um nice. so we do the do the full gambit we've got barrel some barrel aged beers on awesome. as well so so you got some you got some low octane the high octane different viscosities oh, yeah. it's awesome heck yeah yeah we, we usually uh try and have a wide spectrum so with only 10 beers um you know i i pride myself on curating the menu so that just about anybody who walks in the door can find a beer that they'll want to drink and hopefully several of them. Yeah. So awesome. And yeah, I know the holidays are kind of coming up, so I'm not sure what events you guys have, but is there any events we need to keep an eye out for? Uh, yeah, we do, uh, annually do drinks giving, which is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So, uh, we kind of change up the deals every year this year. It's a dollar off all draft pours and $2 off, uh, four packs. And you also or you can get a logoed pint glass. Oh, cool! And place the two dollars off. Uh, we're doing that Black Friday as well, and then uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we're releasing a triple, possibly a quadruple IPA. It's still in process, so we're not sure <laughs> quite where the ABV is going to end awesome. up, but shooting for eleven to twelve percent on that. Woo! Um, so that's like an unfruited milkshake. Um, uh, so yeah, that one's always fun to do. That one will put we, you down. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. And then on Friday, we did a collab beer with uh, Timers uh, Beverage Center down in Racine. They gave us uh, Jesse James Whiskey Barrel, which is one of 20 in the entire country. No um, way. We brewed a, a big uh, barley wine, aged that for a little over a year, and then uh, packaged that up. So they have some for sale down by them in cans. And then we have a uh, small amount of cans and draft for ourselves. So that'll be released on Friday. So yeah, great. So yeah, before... oh, and then one more. Th- yeah, no, go ahead, man. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, another big thing. Uh, we like to raise money for charity and give back to our community. And uh, this is the second um, 
in the three years we've had the ability to do it. Um, last year, the pandemic unfortunately cut it out, but uh, we're bringing back what's called Chili for Charity. So we field chilies from our customers and people in the community in general um, and have kind of a chili contest. So you can come in, pay a dollar per sample and try like up to 18 different chilies, awesome. have some of our beer along with it. And all 100% of the proceeds uh, from the chili goes directly to Family Sharing, which is a food bank based in Ozaki County. So that's uh, awesome. Definitely encourage people if they, we still have room if they want to submit a chili. Uh, okay. This is happening December 4th. So not sure when this is airing, but uh, sure. But yeah, there might still be time to enter. Otherwise, come out and eat some chili. And exactly. Drink beer. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you bet. We'll that be sounds like an awesome event. Chili and beer. Yeah. I mean, what's more awesome? And <laughs> charity. When it's Chili, that cold. beer, charity. Like, yeah. Yeah. In the middle of winter in Wisconsin. The so. CBC. <laughs> Chili awesome. beer. Charity. I love it. And so we're we're gonna ask you. Um, so you're from. You've been in the Milwaukee area. You know the Milwaukee area. We have one question for you. Have you ever closed wall skis? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, right on. Heck yeah. Uh, we, we definitely have those bumper stickers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't have a bumper sticker to show for it, but, you know. I have it somewhere. I have that sticker somewhere. I just don't know where I put it. I yeah. was going to put it on my car, but I just don't know where I put it. I was too I'll, drunk. So I'll have to go like, close it again, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little older now, but I'll I'll give it a shot. Give her, give her a whirl. Too many of those. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, when it comes to beer brats, is there a beer you recommend um, from Sahara or, yeah, from Sahala that you recommend us try out? Um, I think our golden ale works really well. Um, it's kind of modeled after uh, another great beer to do beer brats with. Uh, my awesome. personal favorite, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, yeah. So, Heck, yeah. Um, although it's not a lager, it's an ale. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just a nice, clean one. Otherwise, go a little different. I like our Paramount Stout, which is another one of our year rounds. Just like a nice, straightforward stout. Gives a little little different flavor than sticking with a standard standard. Uh, macro lager great so the next one i got for you is another milwaukee surrounded question have you been to Summerfest, and do you have like a really favorite or memorable band you saw there uh yeah i've definitely been to Summerfest a lot i grew up in the milwaukee area um i probably i'm drawing some blanks here thievery corporation was a highlight Oh, nice they were awesome uh i got to see willie nelson a few years ago yeah, uh, yeah. and uh yeah, I'm sure there's many more I'm missing, but <laughs> who doesn't consumed a few beers while doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Willie's a great one, yeah, for sure. So I was yep. going to ask you, too, do you have a favorite dive bar in Milwaukee that you recommend us check out? Ooh. I've been uh, to so many. <laughs> what My favorite one is the yeah. Why Not. I love the Why Not. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Um, yeah, so many have come and gone, though, too. True. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even go out to bars that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like Landmark if that can qualify. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, sure we'll take that many, one. Many, many a night there. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. I, one of these days we got to do an episode on like dive bars because there's so many good ones. Oh, I have so definitely. many favorites. The Why Not? I've definitely sang some Beatle tunes and got trashed at that place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could devote a whole uh, podcast. Oh uh, yeah, to, times worth podcast. Just just go out there and take <laughs> interviews from the Why Not guests and like yeah. there's so many stories out there. All right. Awesome, yeah. So the next one I got for you, um, a supper club. Do you have a favorite one? Uh, you know, embarrassingly, no, I don't. Um, I've only been to them a handful of times. Uh, but, yeah, 
They're a little too expensive That's, for me. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're out of my budget range usually. I think I've been to maybe four or five total, honestly, in my lifetime. To it's be a special occasion once yeah. every, like, uh, half decade, you know? Once. Yep, exactly. They don't pay right. me enough to go to supper clubs in my job. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to go yeah, too often. <laughs> I ain't on a supper club budget. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one I got for you, have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or Badgers game or all three? Uh, I guess you'd say all three if you count just uh, drinking beer outside your car. Uh, Heck yeah. That's <laughs> good Heck yeah. Haven't actually grilled at a Badger and Packers game, but yeah, we've uh, definitely had some, some beers sitting on the tailgate. And then, yeah, I've been to so many Brewers games, I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I, I know that all too well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a necessity in summer to at least go to half a dozen games. So. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I got two more for you. Uh, the next one is like a pretty Wisconsin thing. Uh, when it comes to Quick Trip, do you have a rewards card at the Quick Trip? I don't, and I should. I love that place. I know. I'm there too yeah. often. <laughs> Many of snacks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> snacks. Meals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There last night, I was down in Chicago for Craft Brewers Con- – or not Craft Brewers Conference, full out. On our way back, we stopped and got some food at uh, Quick Trip. That's the way so. to go. It's the best. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll almost be out of gas, and I'll just keep driving to like or see a Quick Trip. I'm oh, honest. I don't, I don't stop unless it's a Quick Trip now. <laughs> nice. All right. So behind, besides uh, Sahala, um, is there a brewery you recommend? And it doesn't have to be in Wisconsin or a brewery tour that you recommend our listeners go and check out. Um, probably one of my favorite breweries in the country is uh breakside they're in uh the other milwaukee milwaukee oregon okay um, wow. so yeah uh they do amazing sours uh they actually won a medal last night for one of their their barrel aged stouts um so i was happy to see them there and got to don't get to have them much because they're they don't distribute in this <laughs> yeah. area but uh but yeah if you can find them i highly recommend checking them out <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's a, that's a great area. They, you know, th- that area, the the Pacific Northwest, is just awesome. One of my favorites is Sil- Silver City Brewing. That was just a really good one. I really liked while I was out there. Yeah, I don't think I made that made it to that one. It's a pretty uh, good one. But yeah, Fremont's pretty good. They do solid. Oh yeah, Fremont. I've well. definitely heard of them. Yeah, they're in the Seattle area. Um, but awesome, but yeah. but awesome, Matt. Thank you so much for your time today. I know it's a Packer Sunday, and uh, we thank you and really appreciate your your few minutes here to just talk with us about uh, Sahala. And uh, we can't make, wait to make it out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just hit me up if you're on your way out. I'd be happy to meet you there for Sounds a couple good. beers and uh, show you around. Talk, Thanks for talk, having me on. Yeah, awesome. talk some beers and some Wisconsin. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, definitely. Take care, All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, take it easy, Matt. Bye. Bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.